This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Evening. How are you doing, everybody? Thank you for watching. This is Michael Huber, author of One Rental at a Time. And of course, it is 7.30, and that means it is your daily financial news. Before we get into the daily news, I want to send out two congratulatory, uh, I guess, messages. One to Christy, one to Joanna and Nathan. Congratulations on closing your deals. Joanna and Nathan, I believe this is number two for you, so congratulations for that as well. If you don't know what this is, this is a contest that I am sponsoring. Uh, we're trying to see what the impact is of one rental at a time. We're running the contest from June 1st of this year through May 31st of next year. We're going to see if we can't help people close 500 real estate transactions. I report on it every week. I believe the total through 35 days is 66. That is from memory, uh, and we've closed some since then. And also, don't worry. I am actually going to bring a bunch of these cards and stamps and all of that stuff, so when Olivia and I head out, I'm going to make sure we keep doing this. So if you close a deal, let me know. Uh, if you want a card, you need to mail it. Uh, you need to get me your mailing address so I can send it to you. Uh, again, congratulations, Joanna, Nathan, and Christy. Your cards will go out this morning. On top of that, I want to let you know that I was a couple of minutes late today because I got distracted. Matt, the mortgage guy who we talked to on Wednesdays at 930, was gracious enough uh, to get me four of his Mortgage 101 videos, so I'm actually downloading them right now. I hope to watch them later today, probably tomorrow, uh, so we can start loading that content. If you don't know what that is, Matt, the mortgage guy, has graciously um, graciously just said, hey, let me create a bonus section for your course, how to get started one rental at a time. Uh, he's got this whole outline. I think it's going to be eight, nine, ten videos deep, and he promises to educate you on ways to evaluate mortgages, look at statements, and potentially save you thousands of dollars on a purchase or a refinance. And he's doing that out of the gracious of his heart. It is so wonderful to have experts like that. So if you don't know, the best deal on the internet is the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. It is $2.99, but I've decided to extend the June 50 discount until I get back from the trip. So what you can do is you can buy it now. I really would, because not only are we adding more and more flipping content, which is a five-hour series from the folks at Flip Hacking Live, we now are adding content for Mortgage 101, so it's just crazy awesome to see other experts add to this. Uh, so that's what I got for you today. I do have a question. We'll get into to some of this vacation house or second home data in a minute, but I want to I hear from you. I'd like to see some comments below. Uh, if you were going to buy a second home, maybe you already have, maybe you're thinking about it, where would you buy it? Just curious. Where would people put a second home? You'll, you'll see in a minute why I brought that up because... Uh, some data uh, that I collected kind of surprised me. So again, where would you buy a second home? If you could, leave comments below, leave it here. We've already got Hawaii out. That's not a bad choice. Nice work, Dan. So a couple of things that I'm watching. 
Uh, again, the 10-year note is still headed down. It is headed down this morning. Uh, it kind of caught me off guard yesterday. Not that it was down, but just the, I don't know what else to call it, violent move down, sudden move down, uh, caught my attention, uh, and it kept going throughout the day. Uh, it's again down today. We will see if it holds. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, Fed meeting minutes. I don't know. I'm suspecting these meeting minutes will be uh, market moving. How about that? Market moving. So we'll get into that. The other thing I'm starting to ask myself is, you know, and I did this in the live stream yesterday evening is, you know, I've been calling for a pretty decent GDP growth. I think, you know, seven, eight, nine percent, eh, more like seven, eight percent this year. Maybe it's a lot like housing. Maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's front loaded. Um, you know, could we could we in theory, you know, be in a recession next year? Right. Recessions occur. It's a natural part of the business cycle. And we've been through this uh, ordeal. Um, you know, it's, it's out there. I think we have to ask about it. I think with the world opening at different points, right, it does feel like the U.S. will be right behind China, who is already out. Uh, if you believe the data they're putting out, which I don't believe the data, but, you know, whatever. Uh, those are the two largest economies. So we will see more come. So it'll be interesting to see where we go in this. But it's something we have to ask ourselves. Uh, you know, the, the money supply is slowed down. There's a lot of excess savings. So it's, it's a very unusual time. So these are things I am looking at. I talked about mortgage applications. I think on Monday, I was like, we got to pay attention. Um, you know, it was down, I think it was like 6.9% last week, which is a significant move. And that was purchase contracts, not the blended refi and purchase. I'm interested in purchase. Well, it looks like it's down again. Purchase contracts week on week were down 1%. Uh, they're actually down 14% year on year. And the entire mortgage complex is now lower than at any point during this crisis. Makes me feel really good about calling a housing slowdown. It makes me really good about calling a house, building inventory. We've been doing this. You've been watching the channel. You've seen me think about this. Uh, these are um, you know, things that are important uh, because it's going to create options for us. Uh, these, I can't, you know, the best thing as an investor is to find a motivated seller. They were hard, if not impossible, to find last year. What you are going to have as people come out with crazy prices, some people will you know, lower and then remove from the market. Others will lower, get pissed off, and really lower because they are already in their mind um, checked out. They've already moved. They've already got a bigger home or moved to a different state. Motivated sellers, when you're buying Investment properties are the place to be. And again, please get 30-year debt. We are likely going to have these low interest rates for another 6 to 12 months. And you might as well get that 30-year debt because I think if you had, I think commercial market is in for some pain in a couple of years. So pay attention to that. Again, mortgage applications are down. Uh, Fed meeting minutes come out today. It's going to be interesting to see the inflation discussion. And it's also going to be interesting if the Fed tweaks it, right? Because what the Fed could be doing is they could be they could take this meeting and say, see, I told you. Like, for example, do they bring up lumber, right? Lumber heading into their last meeting was, you know, 300% up. 
and you know now it's fell 40%. So they do they use lumber as an example to talk about transitory and sort of see say see I told you so. These are things we're going to have to watch. The meeting minutes are going to be interesting. I might look at them this evening, probably not, but I might. It depends what happens. Uh looks like global tourism uh is really taking a hit. I did not realize the industry was this big. Uh we're seeing a lot of domestic travel. In fact, we're about to go on a road trip. Uh, but global tourism uh, is expected to be down $2.3 trillion, the T. Uh, that number seems so big, it shocks me. Uh, but, you know, I'm, that's not what, it's one of those numbers that I didn't double check the source. I just believe the article, which is probably risky. But still, global tourism is down, whether it's $2.3 trillion or some other number, it's certainly down. I know normally we would look to travel somewhere else in the world, but because of what's going on, we're going to jump in a car and go. Uh, so that's interesting. Last year, same article talked about the total being down 4.8. Uh, so, you know, last year was really rough um, for the, for global tourism and, you know, islands and things of that nature. Uh, looks like vacation homes, second home market has seen a robust move up 24%. This is called as any market that has more than 20% of their listings being vacation or second homes. Uh, looks like... Um, you know, that market, you know, Palm Springs, the kind of secondary markets to big cities has really taken off. Uh, that was my question, like, where would you go? I saw Hawaii. I saw Vail. I think I saw Tennessee. Just curious, where would you go, right? Where would you dream of owning a second home? I think that would be fun. Uh, back to the sign that we are traveling. American Airlines talked about the 4th of July weekend, talked about 3x, 300% um, increase in passengers to last year. So again, um, you know, more signs that we are standing in the sun. We're starting to move. The economy is starting to get moving. But corporate travel, still down, right? Big conferences, sales meetings, QBRs, all those things that I just hated when I was doing that. Uh, still not um, moving the needle. Uh, and again, uh, they're not expecting that until 2022. Don't know if you saw what happening in San Francisco, but San Francisco is in big trouble. Uh, San Francisco is one of those housing environments where I think, you know, I think a lot of people are going to, you know, I think it was 80% of the people are thinking about moving. Uh, just more signs that it's not a great place right now. It's It's got to kind of deconstruct so it can rebuild. Uh, but yes, Neiman Marcus, uh, you know, sometimes called needless markup. I always thought that was a funny joke. Uh, but apparently somebody just, you know, eight people decided to go in, smash a bunch of glass and rip off a bunch of stuff, broad daylight, right? During store hours, you know, at some point more and more stores are just going to close. And if you close stores in San Francisco and people are leaving, what are you kind of left with? Um, I think, I think San Francisco, cause I had, I did a video, I've done some conversations with Portland and Chicago and these other areas. I think San Francisco is um, trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, some people look at it as a good thing, uh, but San Francisco will be a very different city after this crisis than before. Not saying better or worse. It's just going to be different. And um, yeah, I mean, if you if you're if you're if the people don't want to live there because they don't feel safe, if employers don't want to have their employees there, what are you left with? Yeah, I would not want to be. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a landlord in San Francisco. That's uh, not good. 
On top of that, it looks like countries, countries around the world are starting to take their foot off the gas. Yes, folks, the United States is not the only market that may be talking about tapering uh, that is happening around the world. Uh, Got some notes on central banks from around the world. Australia uh, Central Bank is now talking about removing stimulus. Norway is actually talking about raising interest rates twice this year. This year, crazy. Uh, New Zealand uh, is talking about raising rates this year, potentially once. Canada has started tapering in April of this year. Uh, So again, realize that we are not the only game in town. This is a worldwide economy. uh, And some uh, countries have already taken their foot off the gas. So it'll be interesting if we do at the Jackson Hole meeting in August. Uh, Looks like IMF updated some GDP numbers for 2021. They're now expecting the U.S. at 7% the world at 6%, and the Eurozone at 4.8%, which is interesting. Um, There was an article I read by a French economist. I just read it. Crazy how I do that, but anyways, stuff I like. But this uh, French economist does not have a rosy picture of the United States economy. Actually, probably most French don't like the U.S., one country, one city I went to, Paris, decades ago. I didn't like that experience very much. But anyways, he talked about the setup as followed, which I could actually see his logic. So shout out to him. I should have wrote down his name, but I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, he talked about wage growth uh, being stickier and bigger than is currently planned or expected. I agree with that. In fact, I've been talking about that on this channel for three months now. So I agree with that. Uh, He does think that wage inflation will be the thing that sparks uh, inflation that sticks. He does see some transitory, but he thinks wage inflation is underappreciated today, which I would agree with. I do think wage inflation won't be as headline moving, but it's going to be stickier, at least historically has been. That could create the higher interest rates uh, we are talking about. Uh, That then could cause a shock to asset prices. This is something we need to start thinking about asking ourselves because if you are in risk on assets like stocks and others, you could get caught in the wrong place. If you if you haven't looked at your portfolio and maybe at least taken out your investment capital, uh, it might be time to think about that because of uh, higher rates lead to at risk off asset you know asset prices like stocks will be hit quickly. That will lead to some deleveraging, and oh by the way could cause a recession. So I understand the logic uh, that this uh, French economist, again, I should have written down his name and just butchered it when I tried to say it, but I didn't. Uh, So that's something to think about. Again, uh, housing slowdown is something I want to highlight. The housing slowdown, again, not a crash, housing slowdown, is going to provide an opportunity for investors. You are going to have an opportunity if you have a buy box, If you are diligent, you're going to see and uncover opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity to put together a debt structure with 30-year fixed rate, cheap 30-year fixed rate debt. You're going to have an ability to set up cash flow from day one. These are the things you dream about. Believe me, I wish I could get 30-year money with a three on it. Everything I have today needs a high five, low six. Uh, because we are in the commercial markets at this point. So again, 
if you if you have my course, you know the following is in there. If you don't, get it, but this is free. Create a buy box. Look at the buy box every day. Document what is going on. Believe in yourself. Believe in the routine. Do not get frustrated. Do not let negative talk take over. Believe the deals are out there. I still get excited looking every day because I believe the deals are out there. And then finally, never stop learning. Something that I have seen in the course is the bonus content has been amazing. I watch all the bonus content before it goes in the course. That's why it takes time to come out. Uh, I am still learning. The bonus content in the course should be hundreds of dollars. How to raise private money, uh, creative financing, uh, talking to sellers and understanding the tax consequences with uh, CPA, uh, house hacking, self-management, 30-day trial, now mortgage 101, now flipping. The content in the course just in the bonus sections should be four, five, six hundred $600. And it's free because we have experts willing to bring in content. So again, if you're ready to do the work, now is the time. Create your buy box daily discipline. If you need help, get the course. And if you do buy the course, do not forget to join the Facebook group. It is free. The Facebook group is called One Rental at a Time Works. It is private. I'm the only one that governs admittance. I will verify your purchase. And you will be joining nearly a thousand other students doing the work, networking. It's fun. As this group has gotten bigger and bigger, it's taking on a life of its own and people are helping people. So do yourself a favor. And of course, it is Wednesday and we have the one and only Anna Kelly back with us today. She has been on a month-long road trip with her family, so we are going to catch up with her. I know I'm looking forward to that, as I'm sure you are. And I've already verified this morning she is good to go. So we will be talking to her in about 11 minutes. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Get the course June 50 discount. Won't be this cheap ever again. Bye.